3: Breaking news, Donald Trump lawyers meet with special counsel as grand jury conveys yet again. I told you, Squirrel, he's going down for the Tupac shooting. He was in Vegas, he knows Suge Knight, he knew Tupac, he had a relationship with West Coast. Donald Trump is going to be indicted for the assassination of Tupac Shakira. Because that's, his, that's all they got to go. They just keep doing it because you need to be entertained. And uh, Joe Biden today speaking from some room in the White House because he's too simple to go anywhere anymore. And he's got the special shoes like he's waiting for Mel
4: Torme to sing him a benefit. Anybody who honestly believes climate change is not a serious problem
3: we well, he's got a little uh, inconvenient fact
4: happening.
5: Deadly fire on a freight ship off the coast of the Netherlands is burning out of control. The Dutch Coast Guard reports one crew member has died, others are hurt, and crews are working to save the vessel from sinking. The fire broke out Tuesday night. Boats and helicopters have been... i don't
3: know how to put it out because it's one of those electric car fires, and you can never put those son of a guns out. You're going to have to sink the ship to put it out. In the meantime... More evidence that they don't know what the hell they're doing. There are no answers as they cut down 16 million trees. The whole point of him talking is about planting trees. You just cut down 16 million, morons, to put up a wind farm. This is the Democrat sideshow. But what's really happening is fantastic profiteering. Now, I know if you listen to me, we often point out the profiteering of foreign policy and the constant welfare-warfare economy in a bipartisan duopoly of corruption called our government. But this one is even better. And you'll have to forgive me. I was—I uh, have unusual sleep patterns. H- Honey Bunny, what was the, the, the time I sent you the first clip? Was it 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. So I've been up and I've been doing a lot of research, and we've got a lot of clips about the extraterrestrials and all the rest of it. Very interesting stuff. But I found something that uh, came out about an hour and a half ago. Right before, as I was getting ready, I was surveilling the news. And there is what's called in the trading industry arbitrage. And the reason they call it arbitrage is because it hides the real word of instant profiting. Instantaneously. It's a gap in profiting where if you're smart, you can instantaneously take advantage of of a glitch, like Mitch McConnell had the other day. Not where you stop talking, but where there's a little pause in the market and you can capitalize on it. But what if you were able to manipulate that pause in the market? What if you were in control of how long that pause lasted? And you could you could tell your friends, and you could make, not billions, hundreds of billions, if not more. That's exactly what the IMF Bank is doing to each and every one of us, as they are profiting countries. All of these countries we're supposed to hate. All of the countries that are terrible and their women can't learn how to read, just like in CPS, how the kids can't read. Yeah, only this one's Iran and all the rest of it. They're profiting off the American taxpayer to the tune of hundreds of billions. Hundreds of billions. And one senator, it's its its a constant now, it's John Kennedy from Louisiana, wants to stop it or at least bring attention to it. And you will not, I will bet you money, you will not hear this clip. You haven't heard it before and you probably won't hear it even tomorrow.
6: Virtually every country in the world is a member of the INF. There are 190 countries. Um, and, and, Everybody puts up money, and when another country gets in trouble, the IMF helps bail them out. Now, not every country in the IMF is equal in voting rights. The, United, the, the countries that put up the most money get most of the voting rights and have most of the control. And- Do you know how much money we put up every year, Squirrel?
3: They say it's $100 billion. When you look and investigate it, it's more like $160 billion a year that America puts into this corrupt cartel of banking gangsters. And wait till you see how they put the spread on. And, and I want you to pay attention to how you're being told, we have to raise the interest rates because we're helping you. We're going to help you by bankrupting you, but we're doing it to slow the economy. The whole time speeding up their theft, because this is outright financial fraud and thievery. And by the way, Sam Bankman-Fried, yeah, they dropped another charge.
6: you might be surprised, Mr. President, to, to learn that the United States of America puts up over $100 billion and we have the largest share of voting rights. Now, periodically, the IMF issues what's called special drawing rights. The technical definition of a special drawing right is an international reserve asset created by and issued by the IMF but forget that. Let me tell you what a special drawing right is. A special drawing right is like a dividend. Think of it as a poker chip. So the IMF says we're going to give dividends or poker chips to every member of the IMF. Well, what can you do with this poker chip? Well, if you're Iran, for example, you can take this poker chip and go to the IMF and say here's my poker chip Chip, and I want $1.42, that's the exchange rate, of U.S. dollars. Whether they, Iran needs it or not, pretty sweet deal. Now, Iran would never have to pay back that money. The IMF does charge Iran interest on that; th- those U.S. dollars.
3: With the senator yield, once again, please order on the... By the way... The whole time he's educating the people, he's speaking in chamber. Democrats scourge crooks who are getting kickbacks from this, keep trying to interrupt him. So they have to do this about three or four times. I've already edited out two. But this is this is valuable information for everybody to have. I know most shows don't do this, but what we're seeing is a puppet show. You understand? This is meant to distract you. They're stealing hundreds of billions from the taxpayers of this country. And when I say they, I mean the po- politic, the body politic as we know it. Because there's only John Kennedy that is smart enough or honest enough to talk about it. You'll hear but a handful of Republicans, and you'll hear zero of the Democrats. Mostly because they're too stupid to understand it. Floor.
6: The senator may proceed. I think you might have to put some of them in jail, Mr. President. Uh, but anyway, he, he, the... Um, uh, Iran wouldn't have to pay it back, but they have to pay an interest. But let me guess what the interest rate is. .05 percent, not five percent, .05 percent. Sweet deal for Iran, especially when they don't need the money. My bill would or my amendment would simply say. Wait a minute before he goes to his amendment. Think about a process
3: where you could get as much money as you ever wanted. And all you had to pay was half of a percent. And when you lent it out, it was already cooked in that you would be lending it out and make four and a half percent. That's exactly what is happening. And they're lending it out, and they never have to pay it back. They only have to pay the interest. You remember when Joe Biden talked about going to the most corrupt country in Europe called Ukraine and doing loan guarantees? This is what he was talking about. So the connected take out the money, and they only make interest-only payments. They never pay back the principal. And the amount is how connected you are. And the bank doesn't say jack because it's not their money. They're gapping the money. And the lobbyists keep this system going. You know whose money they're lending out? Yours. So as you work your ass off, and you're told how you got to get taxed more and sales tax and triple tax, this is the kind of chicanery. That is being profited. And only the inner circle of corruption. Let's call it oligarchs. Oligarchs and the KGBs. And the IRS, they don't look at one transaction.
6: That the United States cannot, Secretary Secretary of Treasury, cannot vote to approve special drawing rights or these poker chips or any country that, that, according to the state De- department, sponsors genocide or our state-backed
3: terrorism. So think about what he's saying. Any, any country that the State Department says this is not what America approves of, now you don't get the money, because right now we say nothing. We contribute 160 billion. they say 100. OK, let's say 100. a hundred fracking billion dollars. And we can say nothing of who who gets the money. And who populates the IMF bank? European gangsters and crooks. And they're giving it to their freaking friends. And our boys are going to get called up to go fight wars because this is what it's about. It's not about Putin invading the country. Putin invaded the country because he said, stop killing Orthodox Russians. Stop killing Russian-speaking Ukrainians. In the eight years that the Civil War went on. I know we're not supposed to know about that. Too fricking bad. It's not about what they're telling you. It's about money and
6: boatloads of it, like the one that's burning with the electric cars right now. Genocide or state-backed terrorism, unless Congress approves. And I I will reserve my time, but yield to Senator Menendez. Now, this is very important. Senator Bob Menendez was
3: under investigation for taking a private donor's private jet and flying to Costa Rica to bang underage $30 hookers. He got caught. The hookers testified. He went to trial, and it was like Sam Bankman freed or Hunter Biden, and it was kicked out. And in the meantime, he's elected twice because he's from New Jersey, and they're like the sewers around the country of Democrat control. They like their politicians crooked.
6: Good friend from New Jersey.
7: Mr. President. The senior senator from New Jersey.
3: That only means I By the way, you see these parliamentary tricks and how, how they exaggerate it? Because they know it's a fracking game. They know this is theater for us morons, us serfs. And they got the game locked up. So let them have a good time. It's the first time in their miserable lives they ever felt like men. Their poor wives are all sitting on the dryers during the... the, the What happened to the screen, Squirrel? Hit the the button. All right, we're having screen problems here. All right, we're going to go to break. I'm going to fix the screen. It's probably the NSA. Yes, uh, uh,
8: Mr. President... uh I um, rise in opposition to Senator Kennedy's amendment. I have a great deal of respect for my colleague. Um, No one, no one in this chamber has taken a harder
3: line against the Iranian regime than I have. But he's going to make sure the tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars, because we don't know how much it is, it's going to keep flowing. But he's taken a hard line. You mean on Costa Rican underage hookers? No one. Uh, But in this case,
8: a well-intended motion can produce very bad consequences. So let me speak to why I oppose uh, the senator's amendment. These special drawing rights... First of all,
3: first of all, why would any American oppose what Kennedy is trying to implement? Why would any American, the State Department, has decided that countries... Are creating genocides, are partaking in slavery. Ooh, there's a buzzword. Are not fitting to the formula of civility, and this Democrat fat pig scallywag is going to make sure they keep getting their money. What could it possibly? What could possibly be the reason? Aside from the fact, all of these countries have lobbyists. You know, like Ukraine did before the war. Granted, they only had two, and now they got thirty-four. But they all kick back to the fat slobs who like underage hookers in Costa Rica. I I always love how my colleague from Louisiana can
8: bring it to an earthy tone. We got poker chips we're throwing around. But these aren't quite poker chips. They're a critical liquidity tool to support lower income countries in response to global financial crises in our interest to do so, to create stability. They assist in creating economic stability. They are an absolutely essential part of U.S. foreign policy tool, especially as we are dealing with the China challenge. We want to help these countries instead of China helping
3: them. The Biden administration. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Instead of China helping them. But how much are we helping China? You see, we're enriching China to the tune of 10 billion, 20 billion, including the money they kick back to buy the Biden scum and the rest of the politicians like Swalwell.
4: Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat. And el- there you are.
3: The gassy Swalwell and Fang Fang the whore. In the meantime, we're going to do this because we want to prevent China from profiting? Well, then explain so much of Bidenomics to me.
8: Will you please? The administration supported a new round of special drawing rights allocations at the IMF. This funding played an essential role in helping countries address the COVID-19 pandemic and the related economic fallout of the pandemic, which we're still hearing about from many of these countries. Without these funding, many of these countries would have fallen to economic crisis, which means political instability, which means chaos, which means refugees coming to the shores of many countries. The International Monetary Fund's rules dictate that a new general issue...
3: What do you mean, they're rules? We put it together. After the Bretton Woods agreement. It's our concept. We donate five times the money of every other country. And they have rules. And we just sit there. They have rules of obstruction. They have rules to profit and steal. This to me is outrageous. If you just count our money. Let alone all the money from all the other 190 countries. Because they don't put any money in. That's why they don't count it. They're all stealing our money. And Senator Menendez wants the thievery to continue unfettered for
8: special drawing rights must go to all members. That means a requirement to prohibit SDRs for one country would prohibit SDRs for all countries.
3: He's bribed, and he's a traitor, and he's advocating for more theft of American money. 312-642-5600.
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560. The Answer. AM 560. The Answer.
3: Oh, God.
4: There's my guy.
3: Trump is going down. Drive-by shooting. He was seen in a limousine shortly before Tupac and Suge Knight caught it. Indictment will start heavily. What did the uh, underage hooker monger From New Jersey say he wanted to stop China we're gonna fund these gangster governments these corrupt theocrats and all of the atrocities that we send our boys to die for we don't want to we don't want to shut the money off go because they're their countries right and we gotta we gotta fund those bad countries because we're gonna stop in China it's gonna hurt China really
9: that's foreign investments from the United States into the People's Republic of China worth $2.3 2.3 trillion dollars
3: in 2020 that includes it seems like a lot squirrel that's almost enough to cover our deficit since this idiot with diapers on started to destroy my country and enrich china because he was bribed to
9: 21 billion dollars in semiconductors 54 billion dollars chinese military companies and a whopping 221 billion dollars in artificial intelligence and helping them develop their artificial intelligence capabilities. We know this authoritarian country under the leadership of President Xi does not have benign intentions. We need to be very careful about exactly how much and in what sectors the American business community is investing in China when they are our number one global competitor.
3: But see, this is a partisan issue. Or is it even really a partisan issue? Isn't uh, Glitch McConnell, with the old lady face, isn't Glitch? He's married to a Chinese shipping heiress. His net worth has expanded to what? Is he a billionaire yet? Probably. Who cares? Because he's making sure this scam goes on as well. This is instant theft. All right, let's go to the lines. Uh, let's go to the guy who wants to correct me. I, I, I don't have the call screen just yet, so we'll be working through Squirrel. Mike in Chicago.
1: Hey, just wanted to tell you that, as a former mortgage guy and numbers guy, point zero five is not half
10: a percent it's, it's 0.5. 0.05. yeah point if it 's point five then it 's half percent
3: yeah so it's but my I think I said it verbally half a percent, but you they 're middling four and a half percent on what we know what they say is a hundred billion when you look at it it 's one hundred and sixty billion what 's the math on that
1: <laughs> it's a great arbitrage. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'd say, I'd say $700 million instantaneously is a great arbitrage. Not only that, the guys who borrow it can borrow it again next year because they never have to pay it back. All they got to do is make the yep. interest-only payments. That's a scam that makes the 08 yep. uh, housing crash look like Honest Abe, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Keep up the good fight. Thank you, brother. All right, who else is on the line? It's my understanding oh, that
11: there would be no math.
3: Oh, I got my call screen. Oh, Never mind. Give me Craig in Mount Greenwood.
2: Craig! Hey Sean, thanks for taking my call And man, you got a good show going Every single day, and I appreciate it And there's many more, and I'll tell you what There's a bunch of people that were on the beach There in uh, Lake Geneva They're listening to you now, brother I had my phone out. They were listening, kicking back in the sun On some, uh, you know, uh, beach chairs And stuff like that, who is that guy? I got yeah. Sean Thompson, man, from uh, eight five sixty. Yeah, you're, you're still right.
3: not going to get a paycheck, and you didn't do that thing where you offend everybody and say, and "In Wisconsin, you're not a lady unless you're 180." You didn't do that, did you?
2: No, 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 no. All
3: right, good. No, no. All right. Right. You don't want to go right, over good. Go ahead. Not to all mention right. you get your ass kicked hey. by those girls. They'll stick your head in the sand like it was
2: 1953. Go ahead. All right, these uh, district, police districts I mean all over the, all over the city and everything like, board are taking in all these illegal things. If you're a, um, if you're a uh, vet uh, or you're an, uh, a uh, you know, a homeless vet or a homeless citizen, you can't be in the building. They're, they're, they're pushed out. They're thrown outside the building, and it's only the illegals that can occupy and have their... That's their, the beauty of, of, is,
3: of a corrupt government system. The government gets to pick favorites. And, you know, I couldn't help but notice when Pritzker was there celebrating that they're going to put out how many hundreds of millions of dollars into it? Where was he for the homeless veterans? I mean, this is his second term because this money isn't for the homeless veterans, to Craig's point. We know what it's for. It's for the future voting block. When I get back, we will take all of your calls. 312-642-5600. My call screen is fixed. We'll be back after this.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer uh president biden's track record of success on the economy speaks for itself
3: yeah it does he's a thief a fraud policy profiteer and he's got a lot of company as a consequence
8: senator kennedy's amendment would effectively kill the possibility of issuing sdrs to any country ever again now senator
3: phenomenal end it because it's a Stream of a stream of corruption that is really almost unparalleled. But they've got new schemes.
4: Yes, they do. Anybody who honestly believes climate change is not a serious problem.
3: I don't know anybody that does. So there you go. We're even. In the meantime, what else does this stupid son of a
4: dog have planned? Well, it's not going to alleviate it right heat problem right now. But we also have a number of programs to do everything from uh, allow. People to have the ability to get help to literally paint the roofs white. To uh,
3: You can get help now to paint the roofs white, especially in Chicago. You probably get somebody up there for $25 and a can of paint, you moron. The government's going to thr-
4: pay, what, $70,000 to paint roofs? What about the solar panels? Change their the, their, their, w- w- their windows and doors to get tax credits for doing it. You stuttering moron, you it's just more profiteering, more
3: nonsense, more misinformation. But you got a little bit of a problem. you got 3,000 batteries that are burning and releasing what exactly into the air?
5: Used to save 23 other crew members. The ship, registered in Panama, carried nearly 3,000 vehicles. It had been traveling from Germany to Egypt. The fire could last several days. No word on how the crew member died or what started that fire.
3: Yes, there is. She's a Chicago Democrat moron on WGN who looks blankly into the camera as she propagandizes Chicagoland and anybody in the WGN viewing audience...
7: Is this about to explode? New video captures three Ford electric pickups in flames in a Dearborn parking lot. Nobody's inside, hopefully. These F-150 lightning fires are reigniting a growing concern over the batteries in electric vehicles. And we start here at six with the difficulty of putting out
5: an electric vehicle fire. Good evening, and thanks for being with us. I'm Kimberly Gill. Good evening. I'm Karen Drew, in for Devin Skillion tonight. Ford shut down production of the popular electric truck for five weeks following this fire in Dearborn. That happened back in February. When the fire was out, this is all that was left of that lightning truck. Business editor Rob Maloney talked to local fire departments about what it takes to put out an EV fire. Rod joins us live from Southgate, and it takes a lot of time, a lot of water. It's it's a battle rod.
3: Yeah, and a lot of
1: firefighters are
3: Battle rod. She means battle slash rod, right? I don't know.
1: Aren't necessarily prepared because they probably haven't seen a fire. And in fact,
3: Bob Menendez knows what a battle rod is.
1: This impressive video that we're
0: looking at right now came from the Dearborn uh, Fire Department and the police department. CNBC was able to get it uh, under a freedom of information request. They shared the video with us, and it gives us a front row seat at how difficult putting it on EV fire is.
3: Well, you're watching it, and it releases all kinds of nonsense into the atmosphere. And in fact, Ford issued a statement after that, Don't whatever you do, if, you, if you're dumb enough to buy an electric vehicle, don't put it in the garage. So who was the genius who thought we could put it on a ship? 3,000 of them. How do you think that's going to end? Doesn't matter. They'll put uh, more swindle. Let's plant some trees it'll negate the the 16 million trees scotland cut down to put up a wind
4: farm for example we should and uh, in the international effort we we've, we've got a commitment to you know plant a billion trees over the next several years worldwide i mean there's a reason why anyway you guys get it and uh, but we got to get through this crisis in the in the near term and we got to pe- keep people safe and i really appreciate because
3: he's like the wicked witch in the Wizard of Oz, he's melting before our eyes. If I wonder if we're going to get that fireball out after he f- falls into the ground.
6: First and foremost, Bidenomics is inflation. President Biden's inflation, history I believe will demonstrate this, is a cancer on the American dream. It's a cancer on the American dream. Since President Biden has been president, electricity is up 24%. Gas, gasoline, I'll just quote you from Louisiana, is up 65%. Eggs are up 39%. Potato chips are up 25%. Bread is up 26%. Coffee costs 30% more, thanks to President Biden's inflation and Bidenomics. Rice is up 29%. Flour is up 25%. Milk's up 18%. Ice cream, 18%. Chicken, 23%. I could, I could keep going. What about interest rates? Oh, that's, not, that's to help you. We're going to
3: make things very difficult. Companies go out of business, bankrupt individuals, to help you. And also enrich our friends and other foreign countries that don't pay back the loans. Uh,
0: President... Biden's track record of success on the economy speaks for itself.
3: Seeing all those mafia members, all those Democrat roaches, they're loving it because they just doubled the food stamps. They doubled the Section 8 housing. They doubled the money for nothing and chicks for free. And if you got a kid, drop them off in diapers. We'll take care
10: of them. Staff now has a noticeable slowdown in growth starting later this year in the forecast. But given the resilience of the economy recently, they are no longer forecasting a recession. We'd be comfortable cutting rates when we're comfortable cutting rates. And that won't be this year, I don't think. It's really a question of how do you balance the two risks, the risk of doing too much or doing too little.
3: They're gods among us. And they'll decide the money they steal and how fast you go bankrupt. It's all for your own good. Starting to see the picture? You really give a rip? If Kevin McCarthy yelled about an impeachment, Kevin McCarthy's been in politics since his hair was the right color. In the meantime, he's a step-and-fetch corporatist pig. He's not going to impeach anybody. He's just trying to keep you calm. 312-642-5600.
2: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy
4: supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you.
0: AM560, the answer.
3: Oh, look who's on the line. One of my favorites. Ralph Rantoul.
12: Sean, thank you for talking to me this afternoon. However, I am very, very sad. I, I heard the in the last uh, segment, I don't even know what you were ranting about. All I caught was the woman who was calling, and she had the girl from Ipanema music playing in the background. Yes. I'm so jealous. That's my favorite elevator music thing It. If I ever had my own music that I could play during one of my calls to you, yes. it would be the girl from Ipanema. It's
3: also one of my favorites, and when that girl called to complain, another Illinois Republican... Uh that was uh one of the guys in management's idea and he and I had said I love that song. It's a song I hum uh, I in hate between. it when management has a good idea, don't oh, you? We got the best we got the best management here. Honestly. Okay, okay. And and All the right. and the risk takers. Look at who you're talking to. In the meantime, thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. Right, right. Brother. But she sums up the perfect Illinois Republican. It's like the Illinois Republican now, and by the way, this was sent to me uh from one of the the I think it was Raquel who sent it to me. Um Illinois Republicans are urging Illinois Republicans to back uh, DeSantis and bypass Trump. This is another slip and fall lawyer. Uh, what the hell is this guy's name? Richard Porter is urging people to do that, and the reason that the Illinois Republicans are doing they'll do whatever Ken Griffin wants them to do. He owns them like a like a little puppy, a little yappy Yorkie. He owns them. The front runner. Uh, the, the founder of Citadel, he knows about that arbitrage scam too he 's probably jealous he 's not in on it. but how many times can you bribe a mayor to move the tower closer to the server to front run inform- to front run your own trades? Got to love that that 's like printing money. So the Illinois Republicans will do whatever Ken Griffin wants, and they 're paid to. Whatever happened to the money they didn 't spend uh, for Bailey? He gave fifty million. they spent fifteen where 's the 35 million? Oh. Where's the 35 million Illinois Republicans? You're scumbags, too. So whatever you say means guts on ghoul. Next time you're going to write it on, on a paper printed on Charmin. Glenn in Oakbrook.
9: Hey, Sean. Listen, uh, I hope John Kerry is on the fireboat to put out that uh, electric car fire.
8: Oh, sure. And uh,
9: J.B. Pritzker has another medal to wear. That's the uh, unemployment insurance fraud in Illinois, which was going to all sorts of criminals and dead people. And then who knows... What else? Addresses that were abandoned houses.
3: Yeah, he can he can put it right next to his Gene and Jude's hot dog, sack of dog and fries championship badge. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's open and notorious how they just misappropriate money and nobody even cares about it. The two hundred billion that was given to Illinois just magically went into the general fund, and the Illinois Republicans, the same one that are telling you bypass Trump and vote for DeSantis, you know what they said about that? Nothing. I can't stand it, Glenn. Thank you very much for pointing out another fraud perpetrated by Democrat scourge and complacent Republican scourge. Rich, Indian Head Park.
2: Hey, Sean. How are you tonight? Wonderful. John, just a question for you. This uh, Hunter, Biden, uh, Hunter Biden deal uh, was thrown out. Uh, so you think that this uh, Devin Archer testimony on Monday is going to really hurt him? What do you
3: think? Brother, you know what I think, and, and and I think you know before you made the call what I think. Sam Bankman Freed is going to walk. He had another charge dropped today. What exactly are the charges left for this scumbag? Now, this this rat bastard paid, what, a billion dollars to Democrats? The other one is his son. They'll never see a day anywhere that they don't want to be. And when they go to court in the 16th that's just for your entertainment. The fix is in, brother. I hate to tell you that. It's like betting on a race in Maywood Park in, in Melrose Park way back in the 70s. The winner was picked when you weren't there. When I get back, we, uh, we have a great guest coming on. Uh, what else do I How much time do I got? Square? I got any time left? Oh, I do. I got time left. This is wonderful. This is good news.
10: Coming to a place where, where there really are risks on both sides, it's hard to say exactly whether, whether they're in balance or not. Reducing inflation is likely to require a period of below-trend growth and some softening of labor market conditions. I would say it is certainly possible that we would raise funds again at the September meeting if the data warranted, and I would also say it's possible that we would choose to hold steady. Looking ahead, we will con- I mean,
3: they could do whatever they want. This is the most important, corrupt, non-government-affiliated bureaucracy in the history of mankind. And every time they raise this rate and make you suffer, you see, I remember what it's like to watch people you love who are stressed out because they can't pay a fracking bill. And every time these rats make the economy and life harder for us, they steal and make more money.
8: Senator Kennedy offered the same exact amendment with the Endless Frontier Act on the floor in May of 2021. That amendment failed uh, by
3: a significant vote. Of course, we oppose those... Uh... By the way, uh, Rich in Indian Head Park Did you hear what Jill Biden's ex-husband, who used to be one of the biggest campaign contributors to then-Senator Joe Biden, after he started uh, stooping his wife, he was ostracized and he was told that you have to give Jill the house by the Biden brothers. Did, Did you hear this clip today, Squirrel? Here is where the problem was.
1: Frankie Biden of the Biden crime family comes up to me and he goes, give her the house or you're going to have serious problems. I looked at Frankie and I said, are you threatening me? And uh Needless to say, about two months later, my brother and I were indicted for that tax charge for $8,200.
3: They can have whoever they want indicted. You're watching it. how many times this is it going to happen to not just Trump, but anybody who opposes them. For $8,000, him and his brother were indicted. Hunter Biden doesn't pay on $8 million, and he gets coke and a hooker on his way home. Probably, uh, uh, I I think he stopped at KFC. He looks like one of those KFC eaters to me.
1: I can't let them do this to a president that I love and respect. I can't let them do this to our country.
3: They're doing it. And all they had to do was steal an election. We'll be back.
0: This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. And this is the Sean Thompson show. This looks like God job for me, so everybody just
2: follow me, cause we need a little controversy, cause it feels so empty without me. I said this looks like God job for me, so everybody's got a So I have to tell you, me, we're facing a, a
3: kind of so fascism weird. and consumption that is being sold to us as virtuous. And that is this notion of electronic vehicles. They don't really work. It's a golf cart wrapped in a car that you think you like. The reality is what it is is a massive amount of technology, some of which works, most of which doesn't. So when you see the cart freight, this is the second time, by the way, second time. A ship carrying cars is on fire.
5: Deadly fire on a freight ship off the coast of the Netherlands is burning out of control. The Dutch Coast Guard reports one crew member has died, others are hurt, and crews are working to save the vessel from sinking.
3: My next guest is a car guy. He didn't come on to talk about electric vehicles, but I'm going to drag him into the conversation because I love car guys, because I'm a car guy as well. I can't wait to find out what his favorite one is. But he also wants to let you know, your Wi-Fi-enabled smart car, yeah, that's spying on you, too. He is Eric Peters. Eric, thank you for joining me. How are you?
10: Oh, I'm good. Thank you for having me on.
3: You know, Eric, it wasn't long ago, and there was that scandal in Tesla. Tesla, technology-wise, was you know fascinating. I wanted it to work. I never bought one because I don't have hours of my day to waste. I drive a lot. Um, but the reality is there was a scandal afoot. That car had a lot of cameras that were sold as beneficial, but there were, at that time, people who worked for Tesla spying on the on the consumers. Were, was there not?
10: Uh, correct. And it's not just the Teslas. Uh, pretty much every new car also has cameras and microphones built into the thing. Eric, that's what bothers me. Because
3: I happen to have not a new car, but a newer one. And it has the Wi-Fi and all that. I didn't even enable it. But I can't help but notice when I get in it with my smartphone, it says the car and the Wi-Fi available. So does that mean even though I didn't activate it, the uh, the the people who can spy on me with the origins or can anybody tap into that Wi-Fi system?
10: Well, yes, yeah, certainly. It's it's something that you don't opt into, and it's something you can't really opt out of. Cars have become very much like cell phones. You know, in fact, it's fair to say that a car is basically a two, a two to four thousand pound cell phone at this point. Uh, if you've been in a new car lately, you've probably seen the, the LCD touchscreen that looks very much like a, a scaled up version of the cell phone that you've got. And it operates essentially the same way. People have apps uh, in the car, you tap on the app, and uh, data is collected. For example, uh, let's say you want to find a restaurant. So you type, uh, you know, you type where is, whatever the name of the restaurant is into the system, and uh, it finds it for you. And that's great. There's nothing at all pernicious about that. The problem is that this data is not only uh, being used to spy on you, it's also being used to commodify you. It's being monetized. Uh, parties other than you have access to this data, and it provides them with a revenue stream because information about you is very valuable to these corporations. They want to know what your preferences are, what you like, what you might want to buy. It's it's similar to, you know, people have Alexa in their house, and Alexa yeah. listens into their conversation. And then, you know, you may be talking with your wife about, uh, boy, let's get some dog food for Fido, and you mention a brand, and then, you know, you find that the next day you've got a, a – an ad pitch for that particular brand of food uh, coming in your email or popping up on your screen—that's essentially how it works.
3: Well, this could be—you uh, know—this is something as as we watch the internet mature and we watch it evolve. This is something that I never really understood. After all, do I not have property over my data? It's kind of quietly swept under the rug. But the reason I find this so offensive is you think of this as your safe space. Not only that, you pay an exorbitant amount of money for it. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. How long until a group of consumers get together and say, listen, I'm suing you for using my data? Because that's what it's going to take. It always takes an action like that. After all, their foot is more than in the door. They're in the house and they're rummaging through your drawers.
10: Yeah, there's two facets to this. And I think it's interesting that you brought up the, uh, the, the legal issue of ownership. You know, you buy the vehicle. So legally, this is your property. We've always understood that. It's your car, particularly once you've paid it off. You know, this is... This is something that supposedly is yours and yet the data that the car collects somehow is the property de facto of somebody else because they can access it and use it uh and they do it without your knowledge uh rather rather than really your consent and here's the other facet of it when you buy a car a new car you sign a lot of paperwork and one of the things that you sign in all likelihood is a user agreement just like when you you know enable your phone or you buy any kind of computer software And it's pages and pages of legalese and gobbledygook, and nobody reads those things. We all just click agree, right? Yeah. And that's the mechanism by which uh, they acquire uh, ownership over your data.
3: Eric, where I see hope in this is those are the same kind of agreements people signed when they signed promissory notes and mortgages, yet when the government didn't want to enforce any of that, they just said, eh, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So now that we're post-litigious and we're in this... uh, kind of what's popular, do you think we just need a tremendous amount of Americans who have been unaware up until your article that even Wi-Fi they weren't using, they didn't agree to, has been, in fact, a KGB agent for the government and other nefarious actors?
10: Well, sure, but at least potentially. And I you know, I, I think that the key to this is, in the first place, uh, making as many people aware of it as possible, because my feeling is that a lot of people are going to have a problem with this once they understand the true scope of it. And at that point, uh, there might be sufficient political pressure to get something done about it in terms of um, making it so that people have the control over their data so that they can flick a proverbial switch if they like and data streams uh, or you know it should be in my opinion like any other option you know, if you want uh let's say sirius xm if you want that uh you know you can buy it you can pay extra habit it shouldn't be something that you're essentially forced to buy if you want to buy the car
3: now eric we've depressed everybody let's cheer them up because I love the okay. fact that you've been you've been in the car business your entire life, and I grew up in the car business. My grandfather owned an auto parts store in Melrose Park called Auto Electric Service. So my whole life has been around cars, and to this day, I love them. However, what I've seen is something that I never thought I'd see, where the consumer, the American consumer, which really the car is Americana itself. It's one of the reasons we're very wealthy. Were the first to really innovate the way in which they were made and uh, it's something that Americans made somewhat affordable you didn't have to be mega rich to have cars and I've watched through the years as that entire philosophy has changed we're now the consumer is dictated to however there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of fraud that's happening in my opinion and it's not just since R- Ralph Nader got rid of the Corvair you've got the government making cars more dangerous and i don't think this gets talked about as they've lightened cars to when you and i i used to steal my grandmother's 1975 coupe deville in eighth grade and that car i could have drove through a fracking bank which was a good thing it was a phenomenally safe car it was a very dependable car and now if that car were on the road and it hit the most expensive car on the road I don't think it would scratch its bumper and the other car. Everyone would go to the hospital. Do you think this gets enough attention?
10: No, not at all. Uh, Well, it gets attention once you have a minor fender bender, uh, because there is no fender anymore. And most new cars have, all new cars have a a plastic fascia. That's what they call it, uh, rather than a bumper at the front and rear end. And these these plastic panels are very flimsy, and they tear right off, and they're not repairable usually. So you throw it away, and, uh, you know, it would have been Uh, do a little bit of polishing of the fender back in the day is now thousands of dollars of repairs because of this, you know, and it it is what happened to the bondo business. Sure. And there's, (laughs) and there's a reason for that. And it's the government, you know, the government made chrome plating very expensive, um, you know, for environmental compliance reasons. And that's why you don't have external steel bumpers with chrome plating anymore. It costs too much, even high-end luxury cars. I, you know, I test new cars for a living uh, and I get these six figure luxury cars and they've got these cheap, Plastic front and rear ends with fake plastic chrome on them. I mean, we paid $100,000 for this thing, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an extruded piece of plastic.
3: No, I'm glad we're old, Eric. But uh, there's another way that they've, they've kind of nefariously made them even more dangerous, and that is with the... Force and the implementation and the and the and the welfare to rich people and the benefits of electric vehicles because electric vehicles yeah. actually weigh more than that 1975 coupe de ville used to weigh so if you have a car sure. that's new but it's not electric
10: you're a lightweight fighting a super heavyweight are you not yeah people don't realize that even small electric cars uh, weigh an astounding amount uh, if you look at something like a Tesla three which in terms of its footprint is about the same size as a Honda Civic. Uh, Sedan, and that's a compact sized car. Uh, It weighs well over 4,000 pounds, you know, two tons. I've got a 1976 Trans Am in the garage, you know, with a gigantic cast iron V8. Uh, You know, and and in its day, it was considered a heavy car. It only weighs 3,700 pounds. You look at um, a Ford Lightning, uh, that's the electric version of the F 150. The battery pack in that thing alone weighs about 1,800 pounds. So that's why it's a three ton, half ton.
3: You know, Eric, I've come to my own conclusions on these things, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. I wanted them to work the way they were propagandized. I did, because right. you want things to evolve. If you're a car guy, you want things to evolve, and we saw arguably some major advances in the in the combustible engine the way we knew it, and you saw more efficiency and cylinders drop off, and you know it was interesting. They could they could generate the same torque, the same horsepower, but when you look at these these electric vehicles and you look at the aside from the hazard of them bursting into flames like cell phones aside there's that (laughs) there i mean that's a big one but uh, you know when you look at the inefficiency of them and you look at the amount of public money poured into something that chevy didn't need in the beginning ford didn't need in the beginning certainly gas companies didn't need in the beginning this obviously is not working how much longer until people start to to wake up to it
10: They're waking up to it now. Uh, I don't know whether you've uh, followed any of the news coverage of this, but the inventory of electric vehicles nationwide is Mm -hmm. stacking up. Uh, There's almost a three-month now backlog of unsold electric vehicles that are either sitting on dealers' lots or waiting to be delivered to dealers because people are not buying them because they're starting to clue in to some of the real-world problems with them as opposed to the propaganda. I've written about this, and I've talked about this on the air. For example, the fact that uh, the range varies hugely depending on conditions. If it's very cold, people found out about this last winter. Your your you know indicated range can dump by anywhere from thirty to fifty percent. And now in the summertime, similarly, because again the heat is hard on the batteries. And in an electric car, everything is electrically powered. Everything, including the air conditioning. Yeah. So if it's ninety degrees outside and you've got that air conditioning cranked, you're draining your battery as you drive. And most of these EVs don't have a lot of range to begin with. I had a, um, a Mercedes EQE the other week test drive. And it came with 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 237 miles of best case range. So, you know, if that goes down by 20%, you got a problem, particularly since, you know, you're going to have to go to what they hilariously call a fast charger. I love the way they use that word to describe having to wait for anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes or 45 minutes to get a partial charge, not a full charge. You can only get up to 80% charge at these so-called fast chargers and then limp on down the road again before you have to stop and wait again.
3: So, so you see this force by government and the corruption and the whole business and the subsidies and the rest of it. Here's a question I want to ask you: You're a car guy. You got a '76 Trans Am, which I would love to see. What color? Black?
10: Did you get the black one? No, 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 no. It's it's bright orange. It's called Carousel Red. It's the same color that oh, yeah. they used in '69 on the GTO Judge.
3: Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. You got this car in the garage. You probably have other cars. How long before the government not only starts to They'll start off taxing you a fee for having the audacity to have this. But how long before they start to outlaw it, in your opinion? Because I'm going to tell you, I didn't know this fast.
10: No, no, I I think that they are going to have to do something to eliminate the alternatives to the EV. Because as long as people are still able uh, to buy and drive vehicles that are more practical and cost less, well, most people are going to do that. That's the bottom line. So they're going to have to do something about that. I don't expect them to formally outlaw them. They're much more subtle than that. Uh, I think what they'll do is pass various regulations that you'll have to comply with that are so exorbitantly expensive that they'll have the effect uh, of outlawing vehicles that aren't electric. That's essentially what they've done in the new car marketplace. That's why so many EVs are coming online. They're not saying to the industry, you can't build combustion engine cars. They're saying uh, they have to be essentially zero emissions, which only electric cars qualify for. And the other thing that they're doing is saying they have to average close to 50 miles per gallon by 2026. And the only vehicles that can do that are small hybrids like the Prius.
3: Yeah. It won't be long. They're going to be taxing us. There's no question about it. But so now let's talk, uh, mm-hmm. which one's your favorite one? I, I I started off with a 69 Oldsmobile 98 two-door. My mother's car mm-hmm. got smashed. I rebuilt the entire ass in with Bondo. The car had to weigh 7,000 pounds. There is. But after that, I had my favorite car, but it was one of those that you probably wrote about that you love to hate. The Chrysler Cordoba, sexy son of a oh, gun, yeah. very difficult to keep on the road. Which one was your favorite?
10: Well, you know, about the Cordoba, I, I wrote an article about it a couple of days ago, and I, I watched that commercial again because I just love that commercial. It's hilarious. It's Ricardo Montalba, Ricardo Mont- Mont- the but, best. But but what really hit me, you know, I hadn't noticed it before, but he talks about, here's the quote, this small Chrysler, that's yes. the term that he uses. And I thought about that. How small was it? And so I looked up the specs on it, and a 75 Chrysler Cordova was 215 inches long end to end. Guess what's 215 inches long uh, end to end today? Cadillac. A a
12: Tahoe. Uh
3: Isn't That great!
10: I had the gold one with the
3: crank sunroof. Oh, are you kidding me? I thought mm-hmm. I was George Hamilton in that thing. I absolutely loved it. And you know what's funny? I went to look how much they are today. They've got a seventy-six. That's almost the same car. Only it's the blue, thirty-eight thousand yep. dollars. That's what I think oh, yeah. the future is going to be. There's going to be a resurgent where you and I will be paying thirty-five grand for cars we we sold for nine hundred when we were kids.
10: No, it's totally true. My Trans Am, I bought it, you know, when I was a really young guy back in the 90s, and uh, I couldn't afford it today. You know, these cars are now uh, cars for the affluent. who can afford to indulge spending 30, 40, or a heck of a lot more than that for one of these classic cars. But there are still some out there. Uh, You know, there are still the proverbial little old ladies' cars. I I did an article a couple of days ago about the Crown Vic, the big Ford sedan. They stopped making those in 11. What a wonderful, plush car. It's very much like the cars of the 70s. Uh, and you can still find those if you look for them, and they're bulletproof, and they're wonderful. You know, six-passenger sedan, V8 engine, rear-wheel drive, and it can tow things. So, you know, it's kind of like an SUV, but it doesn't cost eighty grand.
3: That's awesome. Best car for the money? What do you think? Now?
10: Right now? Well, that's a hard one to answer. It depends on what you want. It depends on what you're looking for. I don't for. like to I
3: buy like UAW cars because they can never get fired no matter how many times they screw up, so I prefer non-UAW cars.
10: I'm a, a big booster of the, the new Prius. I've always liked that car. You know, it's not fast, obviously, uh, but here's a vehicle that you can get the, the new one. They just redesigned it. It gets 60 miles per gallon, costs about 25000 bucks, has a highway range of about 700 miles, and these things last forever. Uh, they're very popular with, uh, with taxi people in big yeah. cities. They make yeah. a lot of sense. You know, I mean, I think right now Americans need a simple, affordable, highly fuel-efficient car, and that's one of my personal favorites right now.
3: He is Eric Peters. Where can uh, I know you, you, you write a lot of articles. Where Do you write for one specifically? Do you have your own website where the people can check you out?
10: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the kind of the hub you know, where everything ends up going uh, is at epautos.com. Um, you can see my stuff also at the American Spectator and uh, a number of other magazines and newspapers around the country.
3: It has been a pleasure talking to you, Eric Peters. Thank you so much for
10: making time for me. You bet. Thank you for having me on.
3: We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean
0: Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The
3: Answer. See, you got to listen close, squirrel. A friend of mine said, why won't you buy an American car? Oh, I do buy American cars. I buy a Toyota made in America by Americans. I have an Avalon and a Highlander. My Avalon, I'm on my fourth one. I buy the exact same color, squirrel. It's a little tick I have. And the reason that I won't buy a UAW car is because I was raised in a Delco auto parts store, and in 1978, when the UAW crime syndicate cut a deal and they had to release the information, anybody who was a Delco distributor at that time, GM, I think they even same thing happened with Ford and all the rest of them, Chrysler. It was at that point my grandfather read the entire thing and he said, "Well, what's the point of not?" Being a UAW employee, when you can never get fired for any mistake, and right after that, we started to watch 60 Minutes and Dateline, and they would do exposés on not just the upper echelon of the UAW union labor extortion mafia stealing the money from the workers as they always do, but oftentimes the workers going across the street from the plant to go in the forest preserve and drink booze and get high. I don't. I, I would never buy that, and I'm never. I can't lie to you. Not lying to you. There's no point in it. Wouldn't be any good. So I buy American products because th- these cars, Toyota, Honda, and I think even Mazda now, BMW, all made in American states. Of course, only in the right-to-work states where the union doesn't have any legal, in my opinion, agreement with government to be necessitized. Steve in, from Wilkins Hyundai, he wants to talk cars. What about that straight six? You're kicking ass with that car.
1: How about that fine Corinthian leather on one of your girlfriend's bottoms? Brother, that was
3: the best, the fine
1: Corinthian
2: leather.
3: (laughs) So, now, Steve, you're a car 77 I started, Sean. Seventy-seven, And you're a car guy, so you know what I mean when I say UAW. I think, I'm sorry, when you cannot fire somebody, when you have an agreement, regardless of the product, the consumer of that product is taking a risk that he either is unaware of or, or would not sign up for. That's my opinion. What do you think?
1: And, they, and, they, and the quality was horrible. They didn't care how they built them. If no. parts fell off, they didn't care, just like the commercial that's on TV right now. But I call to talk about the electric cars that we can't give away. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants to mess with them. You gotta, you get, when they first popped into the inventory, we sold our first few that people were waiting for, and now they sit there and... and Quite frankly, they're, you know, they're 50 grand. You could buy two Hyundai Elantras for one electric car, and they get 45 miles with a gallon. Nice cars, 100,000-mile warranty. And um, we have to buy a forklift now to pick up the batteries because they weigh too much. Uh, if we have a warranty issue, we have to replace them. have to buy a forklift. besides all the other equipment, we were forced to buy from the manufacturer to work on these cars. It's an absolute travesty with this with the industry's coming to with with these cars and nobody wants them you want to look for a place to charge your car it's a joke
3: you know i can't decide if it's bald-faced extortion or more of a backdoor fascism because nobody no car dealer would have taken this risk because the demand never called for it and now all of these car dealers who are really kind of hanging on and subjected to the economy have massive risk what happens when they don't sell who eats
1: it the ultimate car company, or the individual dealers? No. So with, when we get a car, Sean, and most people don't know this. So when when we buy a car from the manufacturer, they wholesale the car dealer the car, and then it's on us to sell it. So we own that car and we pay interest on that car every day. It's in our inventory. So oh. if, you know, if I've got ten fifty thousand dollar boat anchors, got a half a million bucks, to do, pay for it every single day. And, and every time the rate goes up, do you, does your cost go up? Absolutely, the rates go up. That put you, the, here, Sean. Remember back in the in the in the eighties when everything when you, when the interest rates were crazy, it put a lot of car dealers out of business. They couldn't pay for the floor plan, so you couldn't hold any inventory.
3: Man, it's horrible. Man. It is Absolutely a horrible, horrible business. But I'll tell you what and, you got uh, some you got some beautiful cars. I'm dead serious. That CK ninety is awesome. I thought we were going to sell you one last week. I'm going to come back in the town. I'm going to come and look at it. I really, I, I think it's a beautiful car. Uh, now, let me ask you a question: Is I think Hyundai is made in South Korea, right? Uh, no, they make them here. Well, they make them here,
1: and Mazda too. Mazda, most of the Mazda are made in Japan, and, and 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 their and their quality is off the charts. I worked for Honda for for ten years, and most of the Hondas were all made here. The, the fit was made in Japan. And no. uh, but the Hondas were all all made here, and the and the quality was was still was still good. Um, and where the quality went bad with these cars, with a lot of the cars, is the the they, the government's the government said, showing you like this. The government said we have to get better fuel economy, yeah. and um, they made the engines um, loose where they would, you know, they would move easier, and it caused a lot of engine failures. Bad bad piston rings, et cetera, et cetera. So now we're doing tons of warranty work. Um, on uh, cars that they they built poorly. And and you know I mean, what? Hyundai stands by their cars. They're, you know, at a 100,000 mile warranty and they extended it. If you have an yeah. engine problem, they're fixing it. No problem.
3: And you know what's sad, Steve, is that when I say this about UAW cars, there's not a more beautiful car than an old Eldorado, than an old Riviera, a Chrysler. I mean, even today, they're still beautiful. The Cadillacs are beautiful. But I just think. Yep the risk is not worth taking at that level because you're not stepping in a new car that's luxurious for cheap anymore. It's not like you even want to finance that. Finance that as a mortgage. But now you understand, you gave a window to people that these car dealers, they're in the risk game themselves. And when those rates go up, the idea that you have to pay on those cars you can't move, that's, that's a staggering thing. I wish, I wish you the best of luck. I'm going to help you. I'm going to come in and, and take a look at that CK90. But I want the guy to Come on now.
1: No I'm kidding. We'll go take care. You don't worry about it. You know, and if not, if not, we'll we'll hit you in the head with a monkey wrench. There you go. <laughs> Steve, thanks for calling. I look
3: forward to seeing you. I'll see you at night when you get back in town. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you very much. Jude in Oak Lawn.
2: Hi, how's it going, John? First time caller. I was wondering what you think of the uh, of my high school car, a nineteen eighty seven Monte Carlo SS.
3: Phenomenal. Over
2: with a. It was absolutely amazing, Phenomenal. and I loved it. I wish I had one now. I can't find one anywhere.
3: I couldn't decide if I liked that or the Grand National, because the Buick came I, out with that Grand National. That was bad to the bone. But the Monte Carlo, always, I think, was more luxurious. What did you have?
2: The, the, the Grand Nationals were always jet black, and my Monte Carlo was silver, and it had the bench seat.
12: Did it have the red interior?
2: absolutely loved it. No, it had uh, it actually had gray interior.
3: Okay, because you remember they made the Monte Carlo had the, they had white and silver. They would put with that wine that burgundy interior that was living, kid. Oh yeah, those are the days. And you want to know something? They were not that bad. The contract didn't kick in. There was still quality in those '80s cars. So you think probably run, ran like a top.
2: I absolutely loved it. Never had any problem with it. And then when I sold it, it was uh, probably the worst day of my life. Well, I didn't sell it. My dad sold
3: it. You keep your eye out. You go down south, you find some grandma that drove down in the eighties and never took the car out. You'll find it in the Carolinas and Florida. You it you keep an eye out. I'll let you know if I see one. I'll mention it on air. All right.
2: I I have a quick question also for you. Uh the housing in Florida I've I'm trying to find uh, I'm trying to move there next summer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm I'm trying to find some info. I was wondering if you could provide that for me. As uh, like yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I, I I practice in Southwest, but I know a lot of people. But more importantly, I'll help you with just just what to look for and what to what pothole not to slip in step in. You stay on the line. Thank you very much. Let's get Jude's information. Uh, how much time I got, Ken? Jim South
1: Elgin. Hey man, a couple quick things. First of all. Uh, a lot of people know, but the new Hummer 3, the electric vehicle, that battery itself is also 3,000 pounds. And they're saying by 2026, they're supposed to be installing monitoring equipment in your car. If you're driving too erratically, they can, uh, like, shut your car off. I've heard that was in that bill.
3: You know, it's another, had, that was another beautiful car. To, I love the Hummers when they came out, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the new the electric ones, like, battery 3,000 pounds. I had a 67 Coupe DeVille convertible. It oh, had a wow. front-back speaker. And I put an A track tape in the glove box so I could play Al Green going down the highway. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was the king of the mountain.
3: <laughs> you were, man. That's living. Wow. You should have never got rid of that thing. You could buy an apartment building with it. Thank you very much, Jim, in South Belgium.
2: Frankie, Lake hey, County. Steve. Hey, Sean. Uh, love you, love you, show. Uh, the car I had in 1991, I was driving around Harlem Avenue. You know, I was cruising on by Montrose. I had a '67
13: Cutlass Supreme, two door, gold, oh. California car with yeah. a 330. And uh, I was cruising down Golf Road one morning, and they were cutting the, you know, the county. They work so hard, you know. They're always <laughs> cutting the trees, you know, the trees that yeah. don't need to be cut. But I had yeah. to be there, and this lady, wow. she slams on her brakes. Drum brakes,
3: rain that morning. Yes, Locked Boom. them up, Skid and
10: that was it. Right and way. the front yeah. lip was gone. But uh,
3: they, the stopped. ABS braking system saves lives, man. I tell you, that stuff's unbelievable. When you go back to how we even skidding down the the road, no matter if there was a if there was a drop on it. Remember those drum brakes? They would lock up in a millisecond. Frankie, thanks for the memories, man. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Thank
2: thank okay, have a thank good.
3: you. You too. I didn't mean to hang up. And Mike Tenley Park,
2: Sean, I've got an original. Buick Electra Deuce and a Quarter. Oh. Landau Black on Black Burgundy velour. I bought it from Cary Buick in Berwyn in 1975 of November. It's oh got 26,000 original miles. I just started putting it in car shows last year, and people come up. I'm the original owner. I'm 73 oh. years old.
3: Mike, when you and do it, will you do me a favor when you're going to be in a show next? Do yeah. you, you, you know now when you're going to be? I, I'm
2: probably going to be in one in the next few weeks over in uh, Lamont. They have them every Wednesday night in Lamont.
3: I'm gonna if I'm in town, I'm gonna come and see it. I'm telling you, I love you know, that I'll
2: stuff. It, it's unreal. It, it's I get offers to, to 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 sell it all the time. And there's not too many of us that are original owners that have. No,
3: cars. it's unheard of. You know the numbers match and everything. That car's big. That's big kid, and it's only going to get I, steeper. Don't get rid
12: it of
2: it, you I, I was 26 years old when I bought it, Sean. It, 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 was, it, it, it was listed out for $8,600 back <laughs> in November of I, I
3: remember, <laughs> listen, I used to have to run auto parts to all those places, man. Now, is it on Ogden oh, Avenue yeah. or Roosevelt?
2: Yep. It was Kerry Buick. K-E-R-R-Y. They're not there I remember. anymore. It was a family Mike, role. don't get yeah. mad at me. I, okay, I, I, buddy. I got.
3: I got to go. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. Thank okay, you thank very you. much. All right. When I get back, I'm going to take Kevin in Austin, Texas.
0: AM 560. The answer.
3: See, these are all the American cars I'll gladly buy. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, you there? I'm there, babe.
1: All right, good. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so I wanted to tell you about uh, my brother's got an LTD Ford. I think it was like a 1978. And it had oh. like the... The covers for the lights which would like pop up when you turn the lights on and pop down. I think yeah. I fit nine people in that car at one point. You know
3: how many times I was in the back seat of one of those cars? That was the Mulrose Park Police Squad. <laughs> and they were they were burgundy. <laughs> the, they, I'm not kidding you. Melrose Park Police Squad. This one Park. was like a baby blue. Oh, they were burgundy. If you if you if you took the lights off, you go cruising on that thing. It was a it was amazing. You get arrested, you were almost happy. It
1: was a nice ride. It was only six blocks. And if you ran over somebody, you just kind of of floated over it. Oh, it drove like a dream. The suspension were fantastic.
3: And, you know, Kevin, that's the thing. I always preferred. Now, my family, you know, General Motors, Dalco, And they're beautiful. And the Cadillacs are amazing. But the Ford ride I always thought was better. The ride. It was like riding
1: in a cloud. Cream puff. It was so much fun, but I think he got maybe like five gallons to the mile on it.
3: Oh, thing. if that. You'd step on the gas, <laughs> and, a the, and you'd watch the gas gauge go the opposite way of the speedometer. I loved it. Yeah.
12: who <laughs> was awesome. Anyhow, yeah. Great show today.
3: Thank you very much. How many people know what $5 Ethel is? Kathy, Chicago.
2: Hi, Sean. Love your show. Oh, thank Sean, you. I had a mention 1976, Grand Prix Anniversary Edition, gold oh. with T-top. And oh. colored leather interior. You know, so
3: Kathy, that's when they came back. Was, Remember, it was like seventy four. Awesome. They came back with the moonroofs and the t tops because they were gone for a while.
2: Oh yeah, I loved it. But my car payment was one hundred and twelve dollars a month, and my gas was crazy.
3: Yeah, that's huge money back then. You could have made a mortgage payment for
2: $200. It was. It was rent for sure. My dad thought I was done, but That was my baby. That was my car. You know
3: what, Kathy? You would have forgot the house. You'll never forget the car. Thanks for calling. Exactly. 76. And now,
2: I, oh, I just want to oh,
3: go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Her, her.
2: I just wanted to say now I buy the little cars, the steel die-cast cars.
7: Yeah. My grandson. And yeah, I but in out. your head,
3: in your head, you're still driving to Grand P- Prix. Thank uh, you very much, Kathy. We'll be back
0: from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand And a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other He's Sean Thompson And this is The Sean Thompson Show
3: We just spent a lot of time me, Talking about how much better American me, so cars were in the 80s We just, just did that You know what else was better in the 80s? American Republicans Oh, they were much better me. Ronald Reagan and the people he appointed. People like my next guest, who is the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy. He is Frank Gaffney. Frank, how are you? Well, I'm better for being on your show, Sean. Thank you. Thank you very much, Frank. You know, I think about you often, especially when the scam is being presented as virtuous. And when you look at these this digital currency, when you look at the digital IDs, when you look at the World Health Organization and all of the way in which America loses its sovereignty and becomes part of the, I don't know, I want to call it the Fourth Reich, Frank, I really do, because that's how I view it. You see how far we've slipped from our principles of Americanism. And what it, I don't even know what it, if people know what it means anymore.
13: It's a very important question, and I don't know if you know this, but we did a webinar yesterday under the auspices of something we call our Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. That was right on this point, and it's a it's a real wake up call on how far we are down these particular tubes. Uh, the critical development of so called digital passports or health cards, smart medical IDs, whatever the euphemism might be, as a platform for instituting uh, not just health information sharing, including some of your very personal private information, by the way, but really sharing all kinds of things, including you know where you work, who you uh, associate with on social media, uh, where you spend your money, and on and on. And then they overlay that with central bank digital currency. and the trap closes. And it's not just the sovereignty of our nation at that point. It is your personal freedom that is going to be no longer operative, as they used to say. Um, In the Nixon administration, this is really going to become, I think, um, the challenge of our time. Are we going to sort of slip-slide into that kind of enslavement? And, And if you want to know what it looks like, we actually have... An example. As you know, Sean, it is the so-called social credit system of the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, as as this webinar made clear, uh, we are perilously close to having all of that instituted uh, without really our knowledge, um, let alone an ability to change course.
3: And the weapon that will be used will be anything from the vaccine passport for the individuals, but what it will be used to backdoor nationalize corporations will be the ESG manipulation, which is touted by not just government, but by a scoundrel, a Fink, as it were, by the name of Larry Fink, Mm. who owns 5% of 95% of just the S&P 500, along with a culmination of stocks and companies and board members, It's astonishing. And we have the evidence in front of us. I mean, after all, I'm a meathead real estate broker and radio host. And I know this. There are tens of millions of Americans. And I wanted you, I thought of you this morning. I don't sleep much. So I got up early and I was looking at some news. There is a foreign politician. And I just want you to hear this for a minute, Frank. I know it's unusual, but give me a a second here.
7: We are here today. To tell you, WHO globalitarian misanthropists, we are here today to tell you, you picked this fight, you wanted this fight, well guess what, you've got it. Let's fight, because these brave citizens, my colleagues and I, we will not tire to fight you every step of the way these brave 7 citizens and millions and millions more around the world these are the people you will have to reckon with from now on because we are millions millions around the world it is you that is the small french minority You are the ones who do not have the right to dictate to the people what they want and what they don't want. So, take it from me, take it from us, take it from these seven citizens who gathered here today, take it from the millions and millions of people around the world. We will bring you down. And we will not tire until we have done just that.
3: That is Christine Anderson from a citizen initiative program to fight the World Health Organization seizure of uh, Australia's uh, health government in, in, in regards to the vaccine passports. But that's not an American. That's the part, Frank, that sickens me, because outside of a handful of maybe two senators And three congressmen. Nobody's really resisting much of this out loud. It's true.
13: And yet that's an incredibly exciting speech. I must tell you, I hadn't heard it before. I'm I'm familiar with Christine, of course, but um, she couldn't have been more right. And her words could not be more inspiring and more needed. And uh, so thank you for treating me and your audience to, uh, to that rendering. And uh, I just pray that those words will now echo. And, and it's, it's really one of the things that we've talked about before, uh, Sean. Uh, I, I, I'm fond of saying I was imprinted as a young man before I had the privilege of working for Ronald Reagan, watching him go to the American people and seek a mandate for a course correction— Uh, Specifically, most relevant to my line of work, the national security space, uh, his uh, efforts to take down the last totalitarian system that sought our destruction, namely Soviet communism. Um, But, you know, he was talking about the sorts of things that uh, Christine is talking about in that short clip. It was about freedom. It was about ensuring that it survived in America on our watch, because as he famously noted, you know, every generation faces an existential threat to freedom. And if we don't rise to the occasion, we'll tell our children and our children's children what it was like to live in the United States when men were free. That's where we are. And whether the particular flavor of totalitarianism is the Chinese Communist Party, which is up to its eyeball in all of this stuff, the global governance scam and on and on, uh, the COVID business and the health passports and all the rest of it, uh, the lockdowns, or whether it's, you know, the, the World Health Organization, or whether it's the United Nations, or whether it's the cultural Marxists in this country, including, by the way, The man who has been tapped by President Biden to become the next top military officer in our armed forces, a general by the name of C.Q. Brown, who is all in on this stuff. These people are coming for us, and Christine Anderson is absolutely right.
3: We have to defeat what they're trying to do. So we have the the virtue of of righteousness and liberty and freedom and, and the principles of the Enlightenment, along with millions of citizens around the world. But specifically in this country, it is supposed to be stoked by our government. Yet our government has been corrupted. Our government has been corrupted, absolutely, by the Chinese Communist Party, undoubtedly. But the other players in this game that are making trillions of dollars, and you're seeing Europeans like John Campbell... Europeans like Christine Anderson, and you're seeing a push. How do we take advantage of that momentum? Because the trick of a corrupt government is to throw so much at you that you can't focus on the on the atrocity because there's so many others. And the American people have an attention span of a tsetse fly, for the most part, when it comes to this. And they're stacked up against international corruption. They're stacked up against trillions of dollars of big pharma of other big players, of profiteers of policy. So what are we to do if we can't get the, some of those 535 representatives to do their fracking job? Because as it sits today, the Mitch McConnell, uh, McConnell Republicans are failures and frauds.
13: You know, if we've had this conversation two or three years ago, I I would be inclined to say, oh, you're right. There's really not much we can do about it. But what has happened in the intervening period? Uh, You know, there's a famous line, I think maybe you've used it on your program before, that uh, conservative is a liberal who's been mugged by reality. Yeah. And a lot of us were mugged by reality by the Chinese Communist Party with this COVID-19 bioweapon that they attacked us with, and then with the subsequent bioweapon of the so-called vaccines against it. Uh, and, and I think what we now have to confront is the distinct prospect that this government uh, and and the World Health Organization and the Bill Gateses and the Chinese Communist Party and the ESG corporations and Larry Fink and all the rest of them have in mind for us is more of the same. And if we don't want that to happen to us, more lockdowns, more brainwashing, more censorship, more, you know, strictures of every other kind, including this digital, you know, uh, gulag that they have in mind for us, we have to rise up now. And that means we need those elected officials who aren't working for the Chinese Communist Party to get rid of the ones who are and to ensure that they are representing us, the American people, and standing up to this so-called global governance agenda and all that will flow from it.
3: You know, Frank, uh, the nice thing about the Obama election and fascistic uh, control of our government was there was a massive movement called the Tea Party. The Tea Party has been neutered, so at that point, the Republicans were the ones that neutered the Tea Party. It wasn't the Democrats. It was the establishment Mitch McConnell's. It was the Mitt Romney's, and the list goes on. You know them as well as I do. So at what point, Frank, and it's always hard because you're at a moment in history, but at what point do the good people, in the those Tea Party supporters and those people who fashion themselves to be Tea Party, party uh, people, break off and say, now I'm not going to play the game the way we did in 2008 and 2012. Now it's time to take the decent people and break the duopoly of, of, of government supremacy. And I think at that point, what will happen will be those people who fashion themselves Kennedy Democrats. They will agree with us because there's still that undercurrent of anti-establishment, in particular when it comes to big pharma. Of people who are forced to vote for somebody they can't stand either because these people cannot stand Joe Biden. There are good people Mm. that have been lured into this duopoly and they're Democrats and they're a million times better. But maybe it's because there isn't a real viable option because the alternatives haven't been clear of an agenda or coherent of 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 a mission. So is it that time? It's hard, because it's, it's now. It's always hard. You, you know, Reflection is the best way to look at things. But maybe now is the time to break the Republican Party. Because we can't clean the Democrats. We can clean our own house, though.
13: This is a very big question and a very big task. Could I just make a suggestion yes. about how we might begin a course correction? And I think it can be done in a small step, but one that is very consequential. Um, As I mentioned, I am very focused on the idea that this general officer who is currently the chief of staff of the Air Force and who has been imposing the woke agenda on the Air Force, which the Heritage Foundation has chronicled as contributing to the transformation of the Air Force from an institution that was in 2021 – uh, assessed as be weak, uh, excuse me, marginal in twenty twenty two, weak and now very weak. We need to say no to the idea that a guy who has that record of mismanagement and incompetence. Nothing of this will.
3: Oh, Frank, the NSA got your phone. Um, Sorry, Are can you, know, can you hear me? me? Now I can. I haven't moved. I haven't moved
13: Oh, issue.
6: believe me, I'm, I'm fully aware it's talk. some agency that doesn't want you to talk.
13: No, no, but Sean, here's the point. We have a chance with the vote that is coming up on the confirmation of C.Q. Brown to be the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of so Staff to say no, not only to them, but to that agenda and to keep the United States military from plunging further down the rabbit hole of this, you know, cultural Marxist fundamental transformation. And if we could accomplish that, my friend, I think you begin seeing a a course correction taking place more broadly. And yes, I think you will see alignments in the political universe, maybe along the lines of what you talked about, Kennedy Democrats, you know, aligning with MAGA Republicans. I don't know. But what I do think is that a lot of independents – And certainly people in both of those two parties are not interested in going down this track further, especially having been mugged by the reality of COVID. So that's a place to start. You ask, you know, how do we do it? What do we do? I would say go to rejectgeneralbrown.org right now and send a message to your two United States senators saying you do not want them to vote for this woke Marxist general to take our military down, and with it, I think, what's left of our country.
3: You know, that's, that's, that's what we have to do, because, you know, at this point, Frank, I mean, I know, I know the era in which you worked in government. I know what took place specifically during that time. But when you look at the Leviathan and you realize that there is no watcher that watches the watcher, they are in control this is the beauty of of the biden administration is it has unveiled the fact that this is a leviathan that has absolutely no oversight and and we have been suffering and lulled into complacency with an illusion of a republic the reality is these bureaucracies they're in control there is nobody that can stop it i'm hoping we can do it if we have enough politicians that maybe try to align it My fear is, ultimately, they do what they want. We don't even ask where any of the money is. They tell us money's missing. We don't even get to know about it. You know, in the beginning of my show, I talked about the IMF Bank. How many politicians know about the IMF Bank or how it works and the instant arbitrage of an agreement of corruption where the borrowers in foreign countries don't even have to pay back the money as long as they make the interest payments? I mean, so at a certain point, we're going to have to get a righteousness and somebody in there who understands what the republic is supposed to be and puts the restraints, the only place they're ever to be in America, on government. And as it looks to me, they're completely unfettered. They are indeed. And yeah. the place you begin
13: to take it back is with small steps, and this is one of them. And I am not saying it's a panacea, John, you know that. Yeah. But I am place I am saying if you if you recognize that uh, the you know unaccountable Bureaucracy, whether it's uniformed or civilian, is the starting point of the problem. Uh, that's a starting point of fixing that problem. And I think rejecting General Brown is a place to start.
3: Frank Gaffney, the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy, you know how much I appreciate it when you come on. Give the website one more time so we could maybe start something.
13: That one is rejectgeneralbrown.org.
3: Thank you very much, Frank. You know, I appreciate you. Thank you. I
0: do. You too, my friend. God bless.
3: Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer.
3: You know this song is like six minutes long, Sword. Love it. Absolutely love it. And before we go to the resident Democrat, which we will go to, it's fun to watch the Democrats explain the absolute undeniable evidence of the traitor in chief. How about traitor and thief? Called Joe Biden.
1: Republicans, first of all they went after my Orcas, then they went after a couple of other
10: and now they're going after President Biden. And
13: underbite. Your reaction to that? Uh, this is just a complete distraction. Uh, and Speaker McCarthy knows it. But in the absence, as uh, Jonah Goose mentioned, in the absence of talking about important policies that reduce costs for everyday Americans, this is what we're left with.
3: See, here's an important policy. That's a congressperson, non-birthing person. Um, An important policy is the absolute evidence that the Communist Party, along with oligarchs who are receiving hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, have bribed Joe Biden to weaken America and strengthen our enemies. That's foreign
9: investments from the United States into the People's Republic of China worth two point three trillion dollars in
3: 2020. There's no there there, though. Uh, There's. No, there, there, but that's not going to stop House Republicans uh, from advocating things that they. There's nothing but they're there. There is absolutely there, there. There's no question about
4: it. And besides that, you're dealing with a dementia patient. Anybody who honestly believes climate change is not a serious problem. For example, we should, uh, in the international effort, we've we've got a commitment to, you know, plant a billion trees over the next several years worldwide.
3: Yeah. And you're destroying our businesses. You're destroying the quality of life. You're backdoor nationalizing complete sectors of our economy. But you're going to plant trees. Huh, Johnny Appleseed? Here's a guy who only likes apples wrapped in a pie. Cream Puff, Jim.
12: Hi, hi Sean. I was thinking of the uh, Hunter
1: uh, plea agreement. I've had several in my life. And, no, my lawyer would treat me, and the lawyer would treat me like Alfred Hitchcock would treat an actor. Look up look down, look
12: sideways, and I'll fill in the rest later. <laughs> and, yes, yes. And, and, but, I
11: mean,
2: they were as smooth as silk. You know, this, this particular judge must have got on the wrong side of the bed. I'm going to ask
3: you to look at it again, because what you'll see, you're being told from, you know, uh, Pravda, called media. What you'll see <laughs> is it's Hunter Biden's lawyers that said, now we don't have a deal. Because they wanted to include the foreign agent register violation, which is why they put uh, Roger Stone away, because his had expired, but he was one. Hunter Biden never was a foreign registered agent. He was just a bad man. Who gave you this info, Sean? All you got to do is watch it, babe. Just watch it with your own eyes. Do me a favor. Stop chewing because you got the greasy beef sandwich. You can't focus on the show. I know you're running on empty. The pension check doesn't come for four days. i Desperado. i Desperado for kids. Don't even remind me. Go back and watch it. Just You'll be amazed at how you could focus without chewing. You're going to be a good citizen if you just stop chewing and watching news. Thank you very much. Kevin, Las Vegas, Nevada.
12: Oh, I love cream Puff. He's, he's, everything he says, you can't <laughs> stop laughing. He's the best man. I'm telling you, he's, yeah, he's a likable
3: Irish, derriere politician, kissing son of a gun. Who I love. He's the resident Democrat. I love him. You know, I've never met him. It's never great. met him. For all I know, oh. he's 185 pounds and could do a thousand pull-ups. But I'm betting against it.
12: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm taking that side too. I'm not. I'm not betting against that at all. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I I listen to you pretty intently uh, every day, and you know, you're always. Talking about, you know, this is a scam. This is a scam. This is. A scam. I mean, you need to be wrong more often. Is there anything that isn't a scam in in this
3: government right now? Well, what we what we have to expose, what you have to focus on, is that we're being placated with an illusion of what we're supposed to have. And when you look at these bureaucracies that have become all powerful, you start to realize. Most of them, the most dangerous of them, are not even part of our government, like the Federal Reserve, like the IMF. Exactly. Band, you know, right. and this is yeah. something that people—they've been numbed because when Rand, when Ron Paul started to talk about it, if you go back and look at him from the '60s, '70s, and you look at him, he was right about everything, but for some reason, he didn't say it in a way that got people's attention. I don't know what it was, but if you look at what the content of what he was saying. He was like Karnak. He was exactly correct. And you look at him argue with some notable conservatives. Uh, uh, you, you look at uh, Fireline, or Firing, whatever it was, that, the show with uh, the guy who started the, the whole conservative movement, and you look at him argue with him, Rand Paul won that, and history vindicated him. We don't have that luxury anymore, because the Leviathan is at the, at the breaking point of breaking our chances of resisting it. That's why when I have Frank Gaffney on, the only way that I can see to break it... I love
12: Frank Gaffney. He's great.
3: Very good. But the only way that I can see to break it is in these good states breaking apart from the Republican uh, leviathan itself. Because the Republican Party's in on this. When you see Mitch McConnell, you see the wife, the billion-dollar shipping heiress, the Chinese-communist connection, and you realize what he's done to keep that relationship alive, he's culpable for this $2.3 trillion we're sending to China every year. $2.3 $2.3 trillion is a lot, and you look at the politicians that are bribed, and you look at the, the countries that are recipients of the IMF money, that's our money, and you look at all of it, and in order to break it, it's got to come from outside the, the, the system as it sits, so it's going to have to come from a third party. It's hard to tell people that. Because they want to believe the Republicans are the good guys. When the fact of the you, matter you is, you may have more good guys who actually think themselves to be Kennedy Democrats than you do McConnell Republicans.
12: You, you mentioned uh, the Federal Reserve there. That's what I wanted to kind of talk about. I, I have been, haven't had a minute to, to dive deep into that, and you've been talking about it forever, but I... Watched this guy uh, G. Edward Griffin um, wrote the book "The Creature Creature from Jekyll Island." I watched this two-hour thing on him last night, explaining the Federal Reserve. Oh my God, I I I have to listen to it again. I I couldn't. And you have
3: to research it because what I did is I was given that book years and a long time ago, and it's a phenomenal book. But you go back and you cross-reference it, and he's right about everything. It's fascinating. He's talking about this in the mid '90s. The video I watched. It sounds. Like today. Brother, like he today. wrote the book, and I want to say he wrote the book in the late 70s. He was a brilliant wow. guy, and he died, and never gave up the fight, and he, he, he was a truly way ahead of his time. But what he did with that book is expose that to tens of millions of people, and everyone should read that book, and everyone should understand, it's a private company. It's know, just I called know. the Federal Reserve. They are gods Green among us. That's why I play them. these clips. A yeah, private yeah. entity... Sets the tone of our currency, the velocity of money, the most important thing. There's a reason Joe Biden is bribed by communists and oligarchs. They want to take away the arrogant, rich American, and they're finding ways to do it, and it's all through policy. And that needs to be focused on, Kevin. So thank you very much for bringing yeah. up T. Edward Griffin. Brilliant son of a gun. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate your yeah, loyalty. Oh, didn't mean to hang up. I did. David and Lansing, I got about 30 seconds, kid.
1: Hey, Sean, you had Frank Gaffney on, and you played that clip of the woman saying there's millions of us.
13: Christine I don't Anderson. see it.
1: I think, we're, I, I think we're headed towards the concentration camps, and just let oh. me put it succinctly. Yeah. You know, the, the conservatives are still using Facebook, which gives Mark Zuckerberg money to put out $400 million worth of drop boxes. David, I got Freedom Square on here.
3: Money. They're, they're growing every week we have them on. Freedom Square is an alternative in so many ways to Facebook. It's an alternative to so many things. So there are things afoot. You just, you know, it's, it's hard. You get beaten down with bad information and you stop to think optimistically. But you have to because we are going to win because the other system can only fail. It only fails. Now, whether it fails in our lifetime off. or not, that's the, other, that's the question. So we need to do everything we can, and that's no, why I always electric- advocate doing it.
1: We're in an electric red dawn, red dawn, but information and people are. We're in the concentration camps already. So I'm like, I'm not very optimistic. I, I, you know why, David? You
3: spent too much time there. You got to look at these states. Go, go to convention of the states website and take a look at some of these state politicians, specifically in Montana. As of late, it's inspiring. We're going to win this. Just don't be bogged down. When I get back, Angie and Brookfield, you'll be first after this.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
3: See, this is why I don't want you to take a day off. You're good at this, squirrel. In the meantime... I've got some good news. This is, my, this is really good news. I'm glad to be wrong. Angie Brookfield.
7: Hey, Sean. Love your show. I oh. thought I would better call you and tell you that e, um, G. Edward Griffin is alive and well.
3: He's got to be in his 90s. I think he's born in the 30s, early 30s, right?
7: Yeah, he's probably in his early 90s, but I bet you could get him on your show. Oh, you I'm a, I've been a right. fan of
3: his... I'm not kidding you. I want to say 30 years. Because he wrote that book in the 70s. I mean, he was at the forefront. Do you know that Yuri Bezmenov clip that I play all the time about the defector from the Soviet Union? That's an interview that was given to him by G. Edward Griffin. Did you know that?
7: Well, I didn't know that. But it's great that um, people are coming around and reading this stuff and becoming aware of it. And... um, I'm glad that you're promoting it, and Aww. get him on your show.
3: And, Angie, that's why we're going to win. You see, they tried to do this in the late 60s, early 70s, and they were defeated. And that's when you had the Reagan revolution. And never forget, Ronald Reagan, a Kennedy Democrat. So, yeah, it can, and, can, and, and if you Republican. look at Reagan's economic policy, it's the same policy of JFK. That wasn't the Republicans. Yeah. The Republicans were running the way they do now, the Bush Republicans, for this, this Fabianism. Where only they and their friends get the control. That's why I can't stand old lady face Mitch McConnell. Not to mention he has an Aunt B hairdo, which confuses me. Thank you very much, Angie. Well, yeah, thanks, Sean. And what's with that? What's with that, Thank you. What's with that that face? Did he ever shave in his life? Did he ever have any facial hair? I never saw a face like that. Did you? Me either. Uh, we've got some big problems, but uh, we're, I'm trying to find a good clip. Do you really want to hear Pelosi? pretend that the idea of the enlightenment and separation of powers was from Italy It's and I'm half Italian and this is beyond stupid.
11: Today we are welcoming the Prime Minister of Italy uh, to the capital of the United States
3: By the way, lovely, lovely Italian woman and Joe Biden couldn't let go of her hand, it's nauseating at least he didn't sniff her that we know of
11: Which reminds me that when I took my grandchildren to Venice uh, a few years ago and we were being told about the Doge.
3: You know, uh, Squirrel, when you're worth half a billion dollars from front-running and insider trading and front-running policies that the Speaker of the House made, you, too, can take anybody you want to Venice. And I'm guessing
11: she stayed at the Ritz. A long time ago, who was the power in Venice, we were told that the Doge did not have all of that power. He had to be accountable to a council of ministers, And only then could he proceed with his whatever he was proposing or what they were proposing he could proceed with. And when Thomas Jefferson visited Venice and visited the Doge and saw the separation of power, that was an inspiration for him.
3: Absolute poppycock. Absolute poppycock. Now, granted, she probably went to prom, with both of them. However, it's poppycock. And the only thing you're going to talk about Italian politics for is the ramifications by the people for Mussolini. Now there is something Italians can take pride in. But uh, trust me, the founding fathers didn't get the idea for government from Italy, as it's called in Melrose Parker, Italy as it's called around the world.
11: Let me applaud you, uh, Adam Schiff.
3: She forgot his name there. But that's okay. She's been drunk and on Demerol for 40 years. His name is synonymous with courage, with patriotism. Adam Schiff's name is synonymous with lying, corruption, incompetence, and mafia politics. But so is Nancy Pelosi's. So is Joe Biden's. It's about time we do something about it. That's why you have to look at Convention of the States. It is the answer and history of the 70s. We will be back in 21 hours. Don't just
4: have a great night.
3: Have an American night